Welcome to the Thundercast. I am your host, Kelton Jacobson. Join with me today. I have two very special guests who I'm very happy to have with me. First and foremost, we have the one, the only Parker Haney. Parker, how you doing? I'm doing well. And also, you heard him here, uh, Hayden Coombs. Hayden, how we doing? Hey, I'm hanging in there. Oh, that's all that. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Look, fellas, I'm so happy to have you with me today. Um, what we're going to do is usually the Thundercast, it, it focuses primarily on SU sports. It still will for the most part. We'll still cover everything SU sports uh, necessary. But here in the summer, uh, SU sports slowing down a little bit. And we are well into NBA playoffs. We are one week in. And I got the crew together today to talk about it. So we're going to break down series by series, uh, give some first round predictions, see what we're seeing. Um and kind of go from there. We're going to start in the East. Um, well, first off, guys, I, I want to know, did you feel like the play-in tournament was was a good idea, a good move by the NBA? Yeah, I loved it. I mean, I didn't necessarily like the play-in tournament when it first debuted, but it really made me care about basketball two weeks earlier than I expected to, you know, the, the whole race to the bottom, kind of figuring out who was right. going to be in the play-in tournament. And then there was still so much confusion surrounding the format of it, you know? So uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. We got to see some vintage Steph Curry, mm-hmm. even though Golden State didn't make it in. Um, I mean, the that Warriors-Lakers game was, was worth the playing tournament top alone. Notch. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a really good time. And, and I don't necessarily think that it's going to fix – the tanking issue, like I thought the league was going to, I think the teams that are really bad are still going to plan to tank. And I think the teams that think they have a shot at the playoff are still going to play hard. But I completely agree with Hayden. I felt like the playoff started two weeks earlier because every, because there were now 10 spots that were viable for the playoffs. So I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. And yeah, I, I'm interested to see what they do moving forward um, with the talk about the um, mid-season tournament and, right. and whatever else. but That's true, too. Yeah, and one thing that I think was really interesting was I should probably, like, redact my earlier statement. I loved the play-in games in the Western Conference. Mm. Eastern Conference, I couldn't have given two anythings about. Yeah. You know? Like, the Eastern Conference is already just so shallow mm-hmm. that I don't care about seeing the 10th seed Eastern Conference team play because they suck because right. every team outside of like the top three in the East kind of sucks. Right. So, you know, I, I think the incentive to tank is a lot heavier in the East, right. like Parker was saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. I would much rather be the 11th seed and have a better shot at, you know, my ping pong balls dropping than be like 10th seed Orlando and just getting my butt kicked for one right. game and then you bounce like yeah and then even if you do get the ac just get swept by the one seed. <laughs> just get swept right. by the one seed i i think i think you're right uh parker you said earlier the teams that are gonna tank they're they're gonna tank i mean we saw it with the pistons we saw it with orlando mm-hmm. we saw it with oklahoma city houston uh they wanted to tank they did um they, they didn't even sniff the plan tournament but then yeah you you have 10th seeds like the charlotte hornets with which you know, as much as I loved LaMelo Ball this season. They should still be tanking. <laughs> they should still be tanking. <laughs> they still need another piece. They, they still need another one of those picks. They need another probably three of those picks. So, you know, 
but but by the way, I was pleasantly surprised by the Charlotte Hornets this season. But uh, that's for another another podcast. So let's jump into the let's jump into the playoffs. I mean, first we had those playing games. Um, Charlotte and Indiana. Indiana won. Then Washington and Boston. Boston won. Advanced to the seventh seed. Washington and Indiana played. Uh, Washington beat the snot out of Indiana. So Washington goes to the A seed and plays the number one Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, right now, as it sits, Philadelphia has a 2-0 lead over Washington. Um, Washington played pretty well game one. Game two was was pretty, pretty bad. It was pretty vintage Washington. I think personally here with this series, uh, Washington's going to steal one game, maybe one in D.C., um, that's that being said, I, I wouldn't be surprised if if the uh, the 76ers swept the Wizards. I mean, Brad Beal, he's great. He's getting 33 points a game. But I mean, it's it's Philadelphia is a really, really good team. Yeah. And I feel like in that game, when Washington played about as good as they can. Play. Right. Um, so like you said, if, if they can return to game one form, I see them splitting in D.C. But unless they get that Bradley Beal. It's going to be for us. We move on to the next round. Right. Well, and do we even know if Westbrook is going to be healthy and what level he's going to play at? He is right. a key piece, as annoying as he can be. He mm-hmm. just brings a lot of energy and, and just doesn't let his team get out of ball games. really. You know, they're always just going to be there because Russell Westbrook is just going to give 110%. So, yeah. He ain't going to win you any games, but he ain't going to let you lose big either. <laughs> My first note on this was, can we just skip the last two games? So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I do think that they can win one, but it's like, I mean, what's the point? That, that kind of tells you. That kind of tells you. A, a lot of folks were hyped up about the Joel Embiid versus Russell Westbrook uh, battle. There's there's not really a battle going on right now. Joel Embiid is insane. He's so good. So, yeah. Uh, let's let's move on. I don't, I don't feel like there's any reason to stay there. Uh, Washington, you're gone. Uh, Brooklyn, Boston. I kind of have the same feeling. I don't even think Boston will grab a game this season or this series, though. I I think Brooklyn's gonna handle them in four pretty pretty easy. Yeah, there's been one thing that's really bothered me about Boston. A few people have pointed out, but it's really been apparent this series is they just are not mean enough. Yeah, like Jason Tatum has been hit in the face at least thirty times in these first few games, and he just plays through it. Mm-hmm. And I'm all about like. What a nice guy play through it. You need a dog on your team that's going to punch back. You know, sure. if Kevin Durant in one in one play elbows you in the face three times, you take the T or the flagrant one and you move on to the next play so he doesn't elbow you in the face anymore. At least mm-hmm. don't look like a punk when you're mm-hmm. out there, you know. Right. And I just, I don't, I mean, I guess Marcus Smart has that, but Marcus Smart is also not a great basketball player <laughs> you know like you need your main guy i mean he's averaging 18 points a game in the series but i i hate well, how many shots that, you, you got there yeah like <laughs> you need jason tatum to fight back right with more than just playing hard and i just don't see that in him so in my mind i'm like okay his peak is going to be like anthony davis which is there's nothing wrong with that you know anthony davis is going to go down in history as one of the top two or three second best player on your team type of guys but anthony davis does not have that in him either he cannot be the best player on your team and win the championship that's why he's got a buddy with lebron you know right i just see jason tatum as that way he is not the 
the guy, you know, because mm-hmm. he's just too nice. Yeah. Um, as far as that goes, yeah, Danny Ainge is just going to have to surround Jason Tatum with with other dogs because I, yeah, I completely get three more Marcus Morris. Yeah, yeah. Go grab, yeah, a Pat Bev, Marquise Morris, just guys that are going to hit people in the face for no reason just because, <laughs> you know, the enforcers, as we'll go with. Um, yeah, I think that the Celtics kind of mailed it in when they had Jalen Brown just go get the surgery. And yep. they were like, you know, well, we're not gonna we're not gonna make a deep run in these playoffs, so go get the surgery and, and we'll we'll haul it in. So I agree. I think Nets in four, but I will say that I'm I'm terrified of the Nets. They are and granted they're playing a crappy Celtics team, but they just <laughs> They're also playing together for the first time all year. Right, right. right. I mean, how, how many games do the big three even have logged together? It's just scary that, like, you can visibly see it when they're like, all right, let's put this game away. No, there was some ridiculous stat thrown out that the the big three plus Joe Thomas. Joe Harris. Or Joe, Joe Harris, Harris. Joe Thomas. Can you imagine if Joe Thomas played basketball? <laughs> That's the dog that Boston needs. <laughs> you get the big three plus Joe Harris. Uh, including this playoff series, they played five games together. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. So like we yeah. never even saw close to how good they were. Yeah. I think the stat was I, I, I was listening to Low Post, and I think it was like fourteen minutes before the playoffs. Gosh, that is insane. Total. So insane. It's it's bonkers. Uh, you want to talk about a team that's that's just completely confusing? It's the Boston Celtics in in 2020, 2021. Um, I mean they they traded. Daniel Tice, who was pretty nice for him, to your Chicago Bulls, Hayden, um, and for what to to play Robert Williams a little bit more and and hopefully develop him. But yet you're not playing Robert Williams more. You're still playing Tristan Thompson big minutes. So really, really odd to see what's going on there. I'm I'm anxious to see what Danny Ainge does this summer if he does anything. He's well, one of the more and once again, there. Daniel Tice is that guy that if he gets dunked on, he's coming back and punching you in the he's face. Punch the next right play down like. Yeah. You want a guy who doesn't back down from anyone, it's Daniel Tice. Yeah, and I love Grant Williams, don't get me wrong. That dude, I think he just has an amazingly bright future. Uh, but, like, Tristan Thompson's the one you let go. Yeah, you know, exactly. it's not like the Bulls gave up anything for right. Daniel Tice. Right, exactly. So, moving on, uh, let's, let's go to this next round. Uh, okay, so this next round, three versus six, everyone had this series bookmarked they were going to watch this series milwaukee versus miami and this has not turned out to be a series at all milwaukee is steamrolling the mm-hmm. heat and and colin coward you know take take for what <laughs> do whatever you will with what he says but he, he actually has the bucks um winning the nba title i don't know how legit that is but listen they they beat the the heat now by 34 and 29 uh, in games two and three. So, I mean, what are you seeing there? Do you think the Bucks are legit? Do you think, or do you think Miami's just kind of bad right now? Yeah, I had. <laughs> it's funny in my notes I wrote uh, Milwaukee a dark a dark horse question mark because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, should they be? They're definitely one of the most talented teams. Had the best record in the NBA the last two seasons. Not this season, but I mean, had the. Back to back MVP and Giannis, and the upgrade from Eric Bledsoe to Drew Holiday is very noticeable. Oh you want to it's talk about an underrated noticeable. pickup? That was it. Yeah, <clears throat> Milwaukee threw 
the house at Gimtrol. They, they got offered like 30 draft picks to get him. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it's paying off for him. Well, yeah. I mean, definitely in this round. I think that I think that game one was the decider. If Miami can steal game one, I think that this series goes six, maybe seven, just because of how hard they played in game one and then didn't have anything to show for it. Chris Middleton hit a great shot. Yeah. But it's just – yeah, I, I think that the Heat win, or excuse me, I think that the Bucks win this one in four, and, and they're playing with a lot of confidence, and they're doing a lot of great things. So, I yeah, I don't know if they really are dark horse. Like, I, I think that Milwaukee has a really great chance of yeah. of making a, a deep run in this thing. Well, I think part of the reason why everyone was kind of sleeping on Milwaukee was because they played Nate last year's playoffs. Yeah. yeah. But I also think you cannot look. We, we, we can't put too much stock in the bubble because like why did Miami make the NBA finals? Was it because they were the second best team in the league? No, it's because they were the only freaking team that never stopped practicing right. when we all went into quarantine. Mm-hmm. They had so many advantages and they took advantage of like rightly so. They they should have done everything that they did and that carried them to the playoffs. But like there was a it was another Zach Lowe stat. What was it like Milwaukee? Uh, the combined defensive uh, rating and offensive rating, they're like eighth all time, and of the top eleven teams, uh, combined defense and offensive rating, only one of them has not won the NBA wow. title, and that one was Milwaukee last year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I honestly think if the season doesn't go into quarantine. Milwaukee's got a pretty good well, shot to win sure, last yeah. year. As good as anyone did. Yeah. Um, and then, like you mentioned, like, Drew Holiday is so good. Chris so Middleton, good. so good. Giannis, obviously good. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it, and it took him a while to find his feet in this season, too. And then that rookie that caught fire in game two. Yeah. Also so good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Tillman, like, I remember his name. It was something Brain had, like. Bain. Desmond Bain. No, that's that's on the that's on the Grizzlies. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, gosh. You're not thinking of, you're not thinking of Bryn Forbes, are you? Yeah, in game two, uh, he's yeah, not like, a rookie. He's but, not a rookie. Oh. Yeah, but he 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 was on the he was on the Spurs, but still, I he's mean, like my go-to guy on two K. You want an underrated? You always pick draft up. him in like round like thirteen. Yeah, because he he's just well that dude you sit in the corner and he just makes thirty threes for you every game. Milwaukee made made moves that they had to 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 win games. I mean, they yeah. they went after. Bogdan Bogdanovich in the offseason. That blew Almost up. got him. Almost got him, but it, it blew up in their faces. You know, say what you will with tampering. But then they go out and they, they get Bryn Forbes. They get Bobby Portis. They get P.J. Tucker later in this later this season. They get Drew Holiday. Those are four really, really nice playoff yeah. uh, players. And by the way, Bobby Portis is shooting a million percent from three right now. So it's it's impossible to to beat Milwaukee. So I don't... I don't Listen, as a Bulls guy, I've always been... Big fan of Bobby Portis, <laughs> but is it because he we had punched? to let him go because he he he, he sent someone back to Europe. Nikola Mirotic with one punch, <laughs> he broke his face. <laughs> he, he did. <laughs> and, and the thought that the Bulls were like they could work through this and brought him back <laughs> to play together, I'm like, no. Yeah, Mirotic lasted another like what three games in a Bulls uniform. <laughs> this isn't something we work through, you know. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Um, yeah, I think I think Milwaukee's going to take it. Uh, sounds like that's the general consensus between the three of us here. And and I and they ain't dropping four straight. Um, that next series between Brooklyn and Milwaukee, if Milwaukee ooh, keeps this ooh. up, will be, be so good. I mean, 
just if if any team in the league has a defense to combat the big yes. three, it's Milwaukee. Milwaukee matches up phenomenally with Brooklyn. Yeah, because right? you can put Drew Holiday on James Harden. You can put Chris Middleton on Kyrie and bother him with well, length, and then the, you put Giannis on. If there is KD. one player that just gives Kyrie fits, it's Drew Holiday. Mm. I just love that matchup for for Milwaukee. Yeah, I, I don't think I would put money on them winning because I don't. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm just caught up in the the Brooklyn hype with them playing together because they're still oh crap, what are we gonna do with Joe right. Harris? Right, you know who outside of Steph Curry's probably the best shooter in the world. Like, yeah. He's good. You can't leave him open. So, but if anyone has a, a shot against Brooklyn, it's got to be Milwaukee. It's got to be Milwaukee. At least in the East. Yeah, I, I think if they get into in it with Philly, and I think they roll over Philly pretty good. But That, that Joe Harris, Dante DiVincenzo. <laughs> is that the one you're going to be watching? It, it Everyone else is going to be watching KD versus Giannis. But you it's going to turn up steak centers all over Utah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, 4-5, New York versus Atlanta. Mm. Right now... It's the most intriguing matchup. Right now, it's the only competitive series in the East, uh, 1-1. And honestly, probably the the best series in the playoffs right now. I think it might be the best series of the entire playoffs. I don't care what happens happens after this series. Amazing series so far. I mean, called Nailbiter Game 1. Trey Young, just ice water in his veins, goes into Madison Square Garden, hits a floater over Julius Randle, gets the the W, and then uh, Game 2, obviously, New York kind of, Takes care of that with Derrick Rose channeling, not vintage Derrick Rose. No, this is a new Derrick Rose. It's a new Derrick Rose, mm-hmm. but he still gets his. So um, I, I have been. Listen, they had the same regular season record, and the only reason that Atlanta is five and New York is four is because New York obviously had the tiebreaker. Uh, statistically, they are about as similar as two teams get. So I, I genuinely don't know who's gonna come out. Of this playoff series, a lot of folks have Atlanta. Top to bottom, I think Atlanta has the more talented roster. Yeah. So I think Atlanta could probably pull it out, but I think it's going to go to seven. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, once again, as a Bulls guy, I I think Tom Thibodeau could basically take any random ten players and turn them into an Eastern Conference playoff team, right? And so I just I think in a in a seven-game series, he's really hard to bet against when mm-hmm. he does have talent on his team. Uh, for me, I kind of look at this one of two ways. Number one, Trey Young is playing out of his mind, so you can't bet against uh, a kid who is, you know, looking like he's going to enter superstar status. Right. You know, because this is coming out party. But then at the same time, you got Julius Randle in New York, who has not played well right. at all in this series. Right. And you got to think sooner or later he's going to play well. And guess what? When he does, New York's going to be that much better. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it, it's interesting for sure. Yeah, I love I love seeing uh, Alec Burks hit a bunch of shots. I love seeing D Rose hit a bunch of shots. But you know, Julius Randle is eventually going to figure this out. And then what is Atlanta going to do to combat that? Yeah, and I'm I'm. Very intrigued to to see how things end up, or maybe he doesn't figure it out because yeah. Clint Capella is reaching back a couple of years to when we were like, "Holy crap, Clint Capella is <laughs> the next big thing," <laughs> right. you know? Yeah. When we were yeah. talking about him, the way that we talk about Bam Adebayo now, yeah. you know? Yeah. Right. So I don't know, man. It's it, it, it's going to be a fun one. 
one thing that always makes me nervous for New York is it seems like any time they turn it from this is going to be Julius Randle versus Trey Young to this is Spike Lee versus Trey Young that always <laughs> ends bad for New York. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, Ugh, well, I guess Atlanta. Yeah, my, my the biggest thing that happened for Atlanta is my boy Cam Reddish is out for the playoffs, and I think that helps them more than anything. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that that I think is a hot take, but maybe isn't because, like you were saying, Trey Young is playing really well. But there were a lot of people that thought that Trey Young was just going to be too selfish, too like too Trey Young. Yeah, too Trey Youngy to to actually ever win anything. But I I do believe that Trey Young will be the best player on at least one championship team because the way that he's matured this season and the way that he's showing his maturity. And I know it's only two playoff games, but he's been really really great. Well, you got remember a couple months ago the Hawks had that players only meeting, right? Right, where basically. From what it sounds like in the reports, John Collins threatened to beat the hell out of yeah, Trey Young yeah. and you know steal his lunch money, like mm-hmm. put him up against the wall and yelled at him. And for the next two three games, Trey Young took like eight shots a game, and then slowly but surely he's come back. And slowly but surely, John Collins has he's playing like eleven minutes per game now in the <laughs> playoffs. Like clearly, the team has figured out who to right. cast their lot with. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Well, listen, uh, if you compare the two stars, Julius Randle, uh, he's he's shooting about 28% per game this uh, series so far. I mean, two games. Uh, Trey Young, he's shooting about 51%, which if Trey Young's shooting above so 50%. Only twice is good. Yeah. If Trey Young is shooting above 50%, that's a problem. And in addition, Trey Young's averaging 10 assists in this series as well. So, you know, Trey Young's playing pretty Pretty well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Bogdan so Bogdanovich can't be understated to do. I mean, he sucked in game two and couldn't take a shot down the stretch to save his life. But, but that's yeah. the beauty of the Hawks is they're kind of going all in on the three, right? Like yeah. you got Capella and then you got 14 dudes who can shoot. Right. That's that's exactly it. Live and die. Yeah. And the Knicks, like, let's not forget, they don't have Mitchell Robinson right now. Right. I was and thinking so about they're that. throwing out Taj Gibson's rotting corpse. Yeah, and I love well. Taj Gibson. But... He was three or four years. <laughs> he's been down for three or four years, three or four years ago. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> no one other than Tibbs is making that guy look decent. And he has looked decent. He's he been has. an important part of your defense. And that's a problem. And Tosh Gibson's an important part of your defense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I, I say Atlanta in, in seven. Uh, you guys say the same or what are you thinking? No, oh, I think I gotta go Knicks in seven. I want okay. to see Atlanta win, but I think I think that Julius Randle is gonna, gonna figure it out. Yeah, I think he's gonna figure it out. Once yeah. again, the Chicago Bull and me. I I want to see Derrick Rose win an NBA title. I don't care who it's for. It's not gonna be with the Knicks. I want Especially the Knicks this. to win the NBA championship. <laughs> that being said, I think Hawks and six. Oh, Hawks and six. Okay, <laughs> we're pretty split on that one, but. Uh... All right, so we have uh, Philly moving on, Brooklyn moving on, Milwaukee moving on pretty handily, and then we're we're pretty split between um, we're pretty split between New York and Atlanta. But uh, we're gonna let Hayden go. Hayden, thank you so much for joining us. Parker and I are gonna tackle the the West. Hey, everyone, make sure you get your COVID vaccinations. There you go. That's parting words from Mr. Hayden Coombs. We'll have him on again here soon uh, as we probably break down round two um, here in here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, let's move on to the to the West, Parker. We have one and eight, Utah versus Memphis. 
Uh, I am the most biased jazz fan. It is well documented <laughs> if you follow me on Twitter. Um, it's not close. And then uh, you are a well document documented jazz naysayer. So I think we're probably going to be split <laughs> so far on this series. Well, this this it's just been fun. I yeah. I want to preface this by saying it's not like I want to see the jazz lose because obviously <laughs> I, I still love Utah and I love the state. And if the jazz could win a championship, that'd be awesome. Like, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to go up and go to the parade, you know what I mean? Right, right, and right. celebrate. Cause it would just be a bunch of fun and it'd be really cool. But with that being said, I absolutely want to see them lose. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, I went to game one, uh, up in Salt Lake and, um, God, I mean, talk about disappointing. Yeah. It was just Dylan Brooks was the best player on the floor. Easily, easily <laughs> the best player on the floor. Now, you don't have Donovan Mitchell. And honestly, I feel like if there's one player in the in the league right now that can combat Dylan Brooks, it's it's Donovan Mitchell. And and here's why I say this. Dylan Brooks really bothered Steph Curry because right. he's a lot bigger bulkier than Steph Curry. Yeah. And so he was able to kind of move Steph Curry as as much as you can. As yeah. much as you can. Donovan Mitchell's a bit thicker, okay? Yeah, no, I'm with you. So if, 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 if Dylan Brooks and Donovan Mitchell collide, I mean, who knows who's going to win that battle. And honestly, uh, two nights ago in game two, Donovan Mitchell won that battle. He, he got the best of Dylan Brooks. So am I saying that the Jazz win game one with Donovan Mitchell? No, I, they, they played awful. Uh, they shot awful, and Memphis shot great. Um, but do I think they win the series as long as Donovan Mitchell's on the floor? Yeah, and I and I would be. I think Memphis might get one more game. I think Jazz in six. Yeah, I I actually also have Jazz in six. Um, I think that Memphis can steal one more. Um, I was talking with another big Jazz fan buddy of mine, and and he was trying to get me to bet ten bucks that it goes to seven games because I was like, hey, this Memphis team is feisty. You know what I mean, like they they just don't go down without right. a fight, and that means that they're going to be in the end of these ball games. Um, but I, I couldn't get I couldn't get myself to bet that it's going to go to seven because I think that Donovan will continue to just regain his rhythm. Right, he was right. at what fifteen games, a something like that, time, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So he he he's I mean he's just figuring it out again. You know he's stepping into a playoff atmosphere at home, trying mm-hmm. to like, you know, just will his team to win against this feisty feisty Memphis team that that is just yeah yeah being ridiculous. So I, I think that the keys to Memphis stealing one more is Jaw's going to have to be spectacular again again, and and Valanciunas is going to have to do a little bit more. But if Rudy Gobert is going to play like he did in Game Two, then it's going to be tough for Memphis to get another one. But I, I agree, Jazz in six. Yeah, I mean, Jaw was tremendous in game two, but no one else really was. Right, exactly. So that I, that's what you're saying. You know, you need you need Jonas Valanciunas to score. You know, he scored 18 points, but, I mean, he was relatively a non-factor. Right, I mean, he, exactly. When you're, exactly. when you're bottled up that much by, by, uh, by Rudy Gobert. Um, and, and that's not to say, too, that, that – Jonas Valanciunas can't because we've seen earlier this season when they matched up in the regular season that Jonas Valanciunas can have his way at times. Right. I mean, he had some tremendous game, not only against the Jazz, but against other teams. So yeah. um, other other factors, though, I mean, that went into this game to win by the Jazz. I mean, you had a well-balanced offensive output by everyone. Rudy had t- 21, Mike Conley had 20, 
JC, Jordan Clarkson uh, had 16, Bojan Bogdanovic had 18. So the, the Grizzlies are forcing the Jazz to play their best basketball. Um, yeah. With that said, the Grizzlies in turn are also going to have to play their best, best basketball in order to to take this series. Um, but I again, I, I still think Jazz in six. So um, you want to move on? Uh, I, I could stay talking about the Jazz for an hour and a half. So. The, the one last thing is I do agree it was very well balanced, but I don't know if the Jazz can shoot 50% from three. Every right. Game. Yeah, that's and, that's been weighing heavily on my mind. Yeah, and, but along that same line, Jaw's not going to get 50 every game, right? right? So it's it's this balance of like, I, I don't know. I, I actually think you hit it right on the head. I think that the, that the the Grizzlies are forcing the Jazz to play their best basketball, and I think it's very fun. And if anything, I think it's actually going to help the Jazz because when they get into the next round, um, they, they, yeah, I don't know. This series just isn't easy for them, and I think it's going to be helpful in in the long run. Yeah, yeah. A lot of folks have you know the Jazz not losing another game. I think I think Memphis will snag one of these next two. Honestly, I, I mean, agree. if they went up two one tomorrow, I would not be surprised. Hmm. But we'll see. Um, not to say I wouldn't be disappointed, but I would be surprised. All right, uh, let's move on. Two, two versus seven, probably the most dramatic <laughs> series we got going on right now. I mean, you can say what you will about the, the Hawks and Knicks, but, I mean, you want something that just gets your blood boiling every time watching the Suns versus Lakers playoff game because it's just – everyone's just so dirty. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. I mean, they're, they're foul hunting, they're pushing, they're shoving, they're flopping. Um LA is up 2-1 on the series. Uh this one's tough. I'm I'm devastated about this. I really am so sad about how things shook out because yeah. I I love this Phoenix team. Right. I think that they can make a deep, deep run. But I also right. think that it, the Lakers are going to be in the finals. And so it's just such a sad draw so hard. for Phoenix. I, if, if Phoenix gets past this, they steamroll every other team. I, I, I agree. Including the Jazz. I agree. they did it three times this season. Yep. But. Yeah, the worst possible matchup for Phoenix. But that being said, it's it's not like they can't win. Um, my biggest note that I have is Chris Paul is obviously not playing at 100%. Right. And how much of a factor is that actually going to be? You know, he's obviously not out there guarding Anthony Davis, but he also makes their offense so much better. Sure. And I I just, I don't know. I'm obviously sad that he got hurt, but I, I don't know if they can win another game if, if Chris Paul isn't going to come back and play yeah. 100% because LeBron and Anthony Davis – can do whatever they want mm-hmm. on offense. And when Chris Paul isn't out there for the Suns on offense, they just can't score. Yeah, they enough. can't do anything. Yeah. Um, and, and that's probably been my main uh, frustration when people talk about the, the Suns team this season is, is, you know, a lot of the credits being attributed to Devin Booker. And don't get me wrong, Devin Booker is a tremendous player, but it was Chris Paul who, who walked them into oh, the yeah. NBA playoffs. And you're seeing that now when Chris Paul's not on the floor. Like you said, it's tough. Um, also, Jay Crowder, you need to stop shooting the ball. Uh, Jay Crowder is one for nineteen from three point land. So three point land, channeling his old Utah days. I don't know if this is true, but it, one of the commentators said it in game two that Jay Crowder actually had the most threes for the Suns throughout the regular season, and he's just been ice really? cold in the postseason. You know, that's Jay Crowder's three uh, three game got Miami through a lot of a lot of games last year. So I mean 
Mm -hmm. He's hot, he's hot, I guess. But uh, no, it's tough. It's tough to put a prediction on here. Um, I, I want I want Phoenix to to give him a series, but I honestly don't know, especially with Chris Paul uh, being hurt. I don't know that Phoenix can snag one more game. I don't think Devin Booker is that good to beat LeBron and, and Anthony Davis so uh, by himself. So pending Chris Paul's um, health, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say Lakers in six. Um, Sorry, Lakers in five. Uh, if, if Chris Paul can come back, I think Phoenix might snag one more. But I don't think LA loses again this series. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go Lakers in six just because, as we saw in Game One, I'm afraid that there's a game where Anthony Davis is just gonna disappear. Sure. And DeAndre in is, and Anthony Davis is just gonna be an eight in shadow, which mm-hmm. is ridiculous to say, but <laughs> that's how it was in Game One. Right. And then I also think that, I mean, Devin Booker scored 70 points in a game. <laughs> he got Not it. saying that you yeah. can do that on the right. Lakers, but, I mean, he has the ability to get sure. really, really hot. Mm-hmm. And I think that when, you know, if it comes down to an, to an elimination game, I think that Devin Booker might just say, like, all right, I got to come out here and score 55 points. And, yeah. and so I, I say Lakers in six, but, um, yeah, I – I'm just sad for the Suns. Yeah. Sad for Chris Paul. He deserves to have a ring, and I don't know if I don't know if he'll have many more years. People have been saying he's been done for a while, but eventually it's gotta be true, you know. Oh so we'll see. We'll see what next year bodes for him. But yeah, I think the Suns are out of this one. Yeah. I it, they they snagged game one, I think, if they got game two in Phoenix. This this might have been a different conversation, but mm-hmm. they didn't. And then they lost again last night in LA. So all the, all the momentum is in is in Los Angeles right now. So uh, let's go to three six. Um, this one this one's particularly interesting. Uh, coming into this one, a lot of people had Portland taking the series, even though Denver is the uh, three the higher seed. Yeah. Now, Denver was the higher seed potentially because they got super high up in the standings with with Murray. Then Murray went out. Yet no, uh, Jokic is amazing, so he was able to keep them there. Um, and then the Clippers did what they did. Um, so you know you don't you're not really sure what Denver's going to do, what Denver's capable of. So that's why a lot of people pick Portland, but I still think Denver's going to take this series. Um, I think that if Nurk, Yosef Nurkic can pull his head out of wherever it is <laughs> and not have five fouls in the third quarter, yep. then this will be a series. But if Jokic. <laughs> If Jokic is going against Robert Covington for the last seven minutes of every fourth quarter, the Nuggets will win this game, will win this series in five. <clears throat> uh, Nurkic has to stay out of foul trouble because Nikola Jokic is is the MVP of the league. Yeah. He will torch – I mean, he's going to torch Nurkic, but at least it's going to be a battle for him. Mm-hmm. It's just easy when Robert Covington is on him. He just does whatever he wants. I and think if it's Austin so Rivers funny. is burying the trailblazers, you know that you know that something is wrong. <laughs> like, I I – yeah. Terry Stotts has done a really, really interesting thing with his rotations this this series. Yeah. I guess you have to when you're playing against against Jokic, where you only have really one person that can guard Jokic. Yeah. That's that's Nurk. Um but in addition <clears throat> to that, uh, he, he's not playing Cantor because Cantor can't right. hang. Um and then he's also not playing Derek Jones Jr., which Derek Jones Jr. actually had a, a few minutes. Um, or a few good games towards the end of the season. So kind of an interesting move there with uh, Terry Stotts. You'd think um, he would bring on Derek Jones Jr. for athleticism, but 
for the most part, Terry Stotts is is running a six man rotation. A six man rotation with literally. Anthony coming off the bench, and that's that's it. I mean, you you're playing Robert Covington forty minutes a game. Uh, Nurkic, when he's not in foul trouble, you're going to play him 40 minutes a game. CJ, yeah. Dame, 40 minutes a game. And then Norm Powell, 36 minutes a game. So, uh, really interesting rotation scheme there. Um, yeah, and obviously, like, I guess I don't know what the numbers were in game one. And obviously, the Trailblazers just shot the heck out of the ball in game one. Which they're capable of doing. Right, which they're totally capable of doing. But as we've seen, if they live and die by the three, you know, they've died by the three the last two games. So. Yeah. What what are you going to change? And I completely agree with you. You know, bring in when when they closed the game with Covington on on Jokic and it obviously wasn't working. I said, what? Why not just put in Cantor? You know what I mean? At least he's bigger. He's At bigger. least you can say like, he might all right, now, yeah, he might be able to get a well. He might grab that rebound off of the freaking <laughs> off of that foul shot <laughs> instead of just letting Covington get buried under the rim and Jokic. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's. Portland's going to have to do something, but yeah. I am excited for this series, and I, I think it's going to be Denver in seven. Okay. But, but I can get behind that. I'm excited. I think uh, I saw a tweet last night after the game that towards the end of the game, it just looked like Jokic was playing 21 with a bunch of sixth yeah. graders. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> That's what it was. Seriously. Uh, Nurkic has to be able to stay in the game, even yeah. if you bench him for the whole freaking first half. Just make him available for the end of the game because – Jokic, if yeah, it's just. I worry if you if you get Portland in Game Seven, I worry about Game Seven, Game Seven game. <laughs> yeah, me too. Oh man, oh me man. Too. Um, right when I was about to say, I almost said Game Six. So I was like, if it goes to if it goes to seven games, I think the Dame is just going to do whatever he wants. Yeah, he's yeah. So he's so awesome, and he's been he's been really good this series. Don't get us wrong, but Jokic has just been a little bit better. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, I'll get behind that. I'll, I'll go ahead and say that with you, Denver in seven. Um, also, I don't want to sleep on Michael Porter Jr. because he's been playing very well, since, very very well since Jamal Murray went down, and I'm I'm excited to see him continue to grow into his his possibly an All Star role. I could see it with the way that he shoots the ball and and his athleticism inside. So I, I really like MPJ and the growth that he's made. He, you know, I, I'm right there with you. He. Uh, he's good. He's, he's so yeah. good. Score, <laughs> score wherever, yeah. whenever he wants. Yep. Uh, yep. Is Jokic your, your MVP? Yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty pretty definitively. Yeah. And it's it's what everybody's been saying, right? It's just games played. Yeah. And in a season where everybody got hurt and everybody missed games, mm-hmm. Jokic didn't. And yeah. it was just the truth, man. Played every game and did well every game. So, yeah. So, let's move on to the last series we're going to talk about. Uh, probably the most surprising series, I would say. Uh, Mavs versus Clippers. Now, this one is interesting because the Clippers, they will deny it till they're blue in the face. They absolutely tank to get out of the Lakers bracket, oh, yeah. to get Dallas. Yeah. And Lucas just saying, you're going <laughs> to, you, you tank to get me. <laughs> and oh, he's man. just screwing with him. Yeah. I mean, God, he's doing whatever he wants. He's averaging 35 points, eight, uh, eight boards. Um, and nine assists, and he's doing that against probably two of the best, if not the best, yeah. perimeter defenders in the league. Three, maybe, if you count Patrick Beverly. I I am so in love with this series and how it played out <laughs> because one, I'm an Indiana guy, and the Pacers are my team, so 
I, I'll always have a love for Paul George, but I did hate that he left. Um, it, it's just okay. I'll start with this: if Kawhi and Paul George are these great perimeter defenders, why are they not picking him up when he brings the ball across half court? He should be ninety-four feet. Why? Why does Kawhi? Not just say, okay, if I stop Luca, we probably win a game. Mm-hmm. We probably win this series if I can stop Luca. Mm-hmm. So just man up and stop Luca Doncic. He's fetching 22 years old. Yeah. Just do it. And it's funny, my next point is <laughs> we just talked about Jokic and how he's definitely the MVP, and I 100% agree with that. But Luca might be the best player in the league. Oh, man. And he's, and he's 22 years old, and he's doing things that <clears> – <throat> For me, he's he's hit every checkpoint to be up there, straight up on the Mount Rushmore. Yeah, with the Larry Birds, with the LeBrons, with Absolutely. the Michael Jordans. I genuinely believe that Luka Doncic will be up there with the greats. Yeah, um, he's in his third year. Yeah, he's in his third freaking year, <laughs> and he is torching one of the most talented teams in the NBA, mm-hmm. especially defensively. Yes. And he's doing whatever he wants. Yeah. It's 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 really incredible, and I'm really excited for Luca. I feel like we're witnessing not that the Mavericks are this bad, but when LeBron took that Cavs team to the finals, yeah, Luca is just willing this team to win, and it's so fun. You know, it's he's so fun. He's so he's so talented that he's getting his guys shots where they need shots, and he's and making it easy. He's making it so easy for his team. So. So not only are you having to stop him from getting uh, 35 points a game, you also have to stop him from assisting on 50 other points a game. Yeah. Um, I mean, Hardaway right now, he's shooting a million percent from three. Hardaway Jr. is because he's getting open looks. Yeah, because all of them are just practice shots. It's like he's warming up before the game. Mm-hmm. He's, Luka no gets in there. there. He's dissecting this defense, and then he makes some – pass that you didn't even know was there (laughs) and then oh shoot Luca's in trouble oh wait that's a wide open three that's a wide open three Dorian Finney-Smith same thing (laughs) the only thing that might hurt Dallas is if Kristaps Porzingis thinks that he now needs to be the star (laughs) of his team and because he's probably going to be lone maverick to not play well I mean golly Kristaps you're six you're seven foot four and you're getting four rebounds a game come on man it's tough if Kristaps decides that he needs 45 points in one of these games, they're definitely going to lose. Which is possible. I would I would really hope not. Um, but, you know, you heard a little bit during the regular season that Kristaps was getting frustrated because it's it was Lucas' team and not mm-hmm. Lucas and Kristaps' yeah. team. But, man, if I'm Kristaps Porzingis, i got to just look at a box score. That's well, all I got. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and grab one stat sheet from one of your games. And that's Please. all you got to do. Please. So, uh, moving on to predictions, um, it's tough. Is it tough? It's I, tough for me. I'm doubling down. I'm saying Mavs in four. <laughs> I think it's going to be a sweep. Wow. I mean, they are going back to Dallas. They're going back to Dallas. Two more games. I guess I, the only thing that scares me is that as annoying as the Kawhi Leonard hype was, he's a great basketball player, mm-hmm. and he has the ability to go and single-handedly win one of these games. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that scares me. But – I mean, maybe not. I don't have the stats in front of me. What did he have in? What did he have? I mean, Kawhi is averaging uh, thirty-four points a game. This yeah, series. and they still haven't won one. And they still haven't won. I mean, he, his his stats are very very identical to Luca's. Luca's thirty-five, eight and nine, and Kawhi is thirty-four, eight and five. 
Yeah. So they're I got Mavs in four. Very, very similar. So get out the brooms. Yeah. I I got it. <laughs> I want to, man. My my heart just isn't letting me. I I'm probably gonna chicken out here and say Mavs in five or six. Yeah. I want to well, say Mavs in four though, but I think I, I tweeted this and uh, if I get in trouble for saying this, I apologize. But I mean if if you're if you're a professional sports analyst who has picked the Clippers to win the NBA championship the last two years, and they get bounced in round one this season, <laughs> they got to get demoted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you get paid. Whatever you're getting paid needs to be cut by <laughs> at least 25%. Because you clearly don't know basketball. You're not watching, sir. And uh, I just think it you, you can't tempt the basketball gods by by tanking. Into, yeah. Yeah. I was I mean, listening to a podcast the other day, and... and they were just like, it's funny because any time a team specifically tanks and it's obvious and it works out and they get the spot they want, the outcome is never what they no, wanted. It never, it, it never will pan out if you purposely lose games. Yep. And it's, yeah, it, we're, we're seeing it right here. I, I do think it's going to be a sweep, and I think that Luka is going to just embarrass the Clippers. <laughs> Sad. Uh, so then if, if our predictions reign true, uh, where we have Utah moving on, you have LA moving on. Uh, I should go in order. You have Utah moving on, Dallas moving on, then you have Denver and uh, LA moving on. Um, I think LA takes care of Denver uh, pretty good, like they did last year in the playoffs. I don't think it's going to be that much different. Yep. Um, Utah versus Dallas. Honestly, if Luca's playing the way he's playing, I it it could go into seven games. Uh, the bias in me still wants to take Utah just because Utah is probably the better overall team. They have a better defense, yeah. so they might figure out a yeah. way to, you know, combat Luka. Um, so I would probably say oh, Utah in seven. Man, that, that one's tough. That's gonna I didn't be, know they had to play. That sucks. That's going to be a really, really interesting topic. Did that, happen, did that happen to the Jazz because of what the Clippers did? Or they would have had to play the... Um, they would have had to play the Mavs anyway. The, the Mavs were pretty locked into that five seed, so it was either going to be Denver or Los Angeles, uh, the Clippers. Um, and then when when LA lost to Houston and OKC, that propelled Denver to three and LA to four. Gotcha. So I mean, right? So then, yeah, then the Clippers were on the other side. Even if the Clippers somehow pulled this series out, I would much rather play the Clippers than. <laughs> The Mavericks. Oh yeah. Um, Especially with the way they looked in the first two games, oh. like I, I would. Yeah. yeah. It's that's tough. I don't want. I don't want to play Dallas. That's going to be a really, really fun conversation we're going to have here in a couple weeks. Uh, we're going to get this wrapped up. Um, thank you for joining us. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Parker, for joining me, Hayden, um, for for our round one kind of overview. Um, round two, we're going to tackle it in a couple weeks. And then uh, this is kind of what we're going to be doing with the Thundercast moving forward. We're going to touch on some some professional sports, um, some some NFL as that approaches, uh, maybe some MLB as we get into October. Um, and then we're going to be here uh, covering these NBA playoffs because they're just so fun. They're just so, so fun right now. And, um, and of course, we're going to tackle all your SU sports. So, Parker, thanks again. Any last any last thoughts before we before we finish up? Uh, not really. I'm excited to be a part of it. I'm excited to get to work with you and, and again, appreciate our listeners and yeah, I'm excited. Okay. Right on. We will see you guys in a couple of weeks when we cover round two.